Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, show you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is still sports time as we will be talking about week three in the National Football League, and this week, goodbye, oh lord, uh, I'm your host as always, Matt Pierce, joining me today is uh, Craig Niels, how's it going Craig? Going great, thank you. Alright, good to have you back, and rounding out our usual trifecta is his brother Bill, how is it going Bill? Fantastic sir, thank you. Alright, alright, um, so... Heck of a heck of a last few days in in the National Football League for sure. Um, it's it's not quite. We're about two weeks away from from the DVOA rankings being really uh, ha- having a, a solid kind of uh, base with which to do their math, so that it, it all kind of lines up and, and we actually start getting some results from it. Um, so really and truly, I would say. Um, because week one is always you always overreact to week one and then you re-overreact to week two in in the NFL. Um, for me, it's the thing that I try to do is not really start to judge these teams until about week four, five, and so basically getting through September in the National Football League to me is all about um, nobody on your team of significance getting injured and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last Sunday, that was not the case. No. No, several teams had some very significant injuries. Yeah. <laughs> and then those teams decided to trade their first-round pick for players. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, just a weird, weird week. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to say. The lines are very reflective. We're actually doing this a day later, so we're getting the actual, like, hot-off-the-presses uh, Vegas Super Contest Westgate lines. So uh, we'll, we'll be uh, fucking with those today. Um, but let's let's get right into it, and we'll we'll kind of get into the injuries and and what it means for the the impact on the teams uh, on a, on a team by team basis. First up, a a incredibly interesting Thursday nighter, not in terms of of the actual play on the field, which I assume will be horrendous. Uh, but the Titans are heading to Jacksonville, and the Jaguars are getting one and a half on the road. Now, one of our gambling adages has always been we love the home dog on the short week uh, on Thursday night. And this does seem like a spot where you should jump all over the Jaguars because uh, Gardner Menchu's not terrible so far. Hey, yeah. Small sample size, I know, but but uh, but he hasn't been terrible. The Titans are trash, but this Jalen Ramsey stuff is 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 like a festering cold sore right now for the Jaguars, and it is going to suck so much uh, when he's playing for the Patriots on Week Four, don't you think, Craig? <laughs> Yeah, it is. Uh, well, yeah, I don't even want to think about it. Uh, somehow, Jacksonville's asking for like multiple first-round picks right now. I don't think they're going to get that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's just it's it's ridiculous. But yeah, that's the that's the one thing they can hypothetically use is uh, another lockdown corner to go on the other side of Gilmore. Um, I, I I like Tennessee in this game. I know that usually. Oh yeah, take the. I, I usually be all over taking the points. Uh, a home team on a Thursday, but the Jaguars are in just such disrepair right now. I just, I can't trust them. I no. can't trust. Them. I, I have this game as a stay I away. Thought, thing. 
is if you watch the confrontation between Jalen Ramsey and Doug Marone again, mm-hmm. uh, you saw Jaguars players not like pulling Ramsey back, but basically standing up and telling Doug Marone, like, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Now, so, it, in that situation, Jalen Ramsey was already sitting down, so that was kind of their only move. But point still taken is is is. It just felt as though they were yeah. not telling Jalen Ramsey to shut up. They were telling Doug Marone to shut up. Yeah, and I feel as though that there's that's a worthwhile uh, worthwhile difference to uh, to look at here. Further to that, uh, to, and this is the the thing that I find to be bizarre about this. So I think there's something else going on. If Jalen Ramsey goes into the GM's office of the Jaguars and says, "Hey, I'm having a real problem with Doug Marone. I need you to trade me." If I'm the GM of the Jaguars, I'm saying. Jalen, would, would would you be cool if we just fired Marone? Is that okay? Yeah. Like, like let's just try to solve this. Like, we exactly, can, yeah. And, like, because, <laughs> oh, like, I'm the, if, if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, I don't give a crap about making sure that Doug Marone is still my head coach next week. No. But what, what has he shown you that makes you think that he's better than, you know, I understand that changing coaches in week three is unheard of, but, and I know that you can't have players controlling who the coach is and isn't, but Doug Marone probably should have been fired during this past offseason. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's it, like, I completely agree with you. I, I, I would be on, I'd be more willing to be flexible to Ramsey than to, uh, than to Marone at this point. Cause as you said, he, he just has not proven it at the NFL level that he is a high level coach. I, I just, man, I, this is such a weird year. I cannot, tr- I feel like I can't trust any of the old gambling adages because they're just like, and we'll get to it. There are unconscionably high lines this week. Like, like the second week in a row with not one, but two historic lines as far as uh, betting goes. It's, it's just, it's absolutely. I'm, I'm excited. Look, not mm-hmm. both Dallas and new England aren't covering. And, and there's a chance that neither of them do. There's a good chance. Neither of them do. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this, yeah. but we'll, yeah, we'll get to those, I guess, in a minute. Jaguars favored by one at home, Bill. What do you think? One and a half, sorry. I I think I got to go with Tennessee here. Um, and, and for the same reason you guys are, like, the Jaguars are struggling. Tennessee's been not great, but tolerable. Um, I think they're able to move the ball a little bit. Um, and Jacksonville has trouble keeping up. Yeah, and, and Jacksonville's owners got to worry about friggin' uh, that new wrestling promotion that they've got going on. So uh, you know he might not even be watching this game for God's <laughs> sake. <laughs> uh, God. Uh, all right. Uh, moving on to the Monday or Sunday uh, afternoon games, and they did it right this week, guys. Uh, last week they had that stupid ten one o'clock games and, and three four o'clock games. This is uh, this week they went eight and five, so much better. Well done. Well done. Uh, National Football League. It's uh, came to your senses one week later. I just, man, yeah, the scheduling when they do that is is weird. I don't, I don't know what the impetus is for only having three four o'clock games from time to time, but uh, whatever. Anyway, moving on. Uh, the Bengals are heading to Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo is minus six at home. Uh, I'm gonna lose my Bills under bet. I think you guys. Uh, we're two weeks into the season, and I think that bet's toast. They look okay, don't they? They look very okay, and you feel like they got three more wins coming because they already played the Jets once, but they get one more against them, and they still got two Miami games coming up. And Yikes. like so, that's you, you figure that to be four wins, and this home game against the Bengals is very winnable. It's incredibly winnable. Now I believe they get. I don't the pay- know if I want to give them six points. I don't know if I trust the Bills of six, but maybe yeah. I- 
I've I, I've bet against the Bills each of the last two weeks, and it has not gone well. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'm not the guy to ask about this, and this is going to be a stay away from me because of that. So, uh, but I, I don't know if I trust the Bills at six points. Yeah, absolute stay away from me. It, like it feels like you're supposed to take the Bengals here, but I'm I'm just not trusting the Bengals with any of my money. I'm just I'm I'm not going to bet on the Bengals for the rest of the year unless something I see something so completely out of whack. I'm I'm not trusting them with my money. What do you think, Bill? Bengals getting six on the road. I'm pretty comfortable with the Bills here. Like okay. since it's been bad, and Buffalo has been at least decent. Um, they're at home, and I know it's a good amount of points, but there's no reason Buffalo shouldn't be able to march all over Cincinnati like everyone else has. Yeah, I mean, it's two weeks in, and you kind of – it feels like the Bengals fooled me a little bit in that week one. They did look competent for the game, but how competent would they have looked without that pseudo-Hail Mary at the end of the first half with uh, when the Thompson completely the doing whatever they wanted on offense last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. But and and the Niners look so bad against the freaking Bucks, right? So again, it's it's tough to say. Like I was saying earlier, you got to wait a month before these teams really start rounding in the shape because September is basically the preseason now with the way uh, they actually, you know, line like tr- the way they actually treat the preseason and with the players not getting to camp on time and holdouts and whatnot. So September is basically preseason games that count, for God's sake. Um, here is one of the two high, 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 high lines this week. The Miami Dolphins are heading to Dallas, and Dallas is now minus 21.5. This opened up at minus 21, and obviously the public has crawled all over Dallas, but so they're giving you the extra half-point hook. Dallas minus 21.5, Craig. I'm not betting this game. Mm-hmm. I on Miami last week with the plus 18 and a half, and yep. that did not pay out. Well, that was... Painful quarter in a bit. That was against... Yeah, that's the Patriots, though, right? We're supposed to throw those gambling adages out the window with, with the Patriots. So that one might... So I, I would be more inclined to take the Dolphins here, but... Uh, Cowboys look great. Yeah. They like, do. If like, because their offense has just been so boring the last few years, there's just been nothing innovative or interesting about it. Mm-hmm. And now, like, there are a couple of wrinkles you have to at least have to think about what they're doing, and it's it, it's fun to watch. They look good. He's very uh, good. And then you have the defense. Like, defense has some players on it. Like, I I don't know if the, the Cowboys are an NFC contender. I'm not even sure who the NFC contenders are at this point. I think they are. I th- I, I would. I'm two weeks so, in, yeah. trying not to overreact, but I think they're a contender in the NFC for sure. Again, Giants. Who've they played? The Giants and the friggin' uh, the Washington. The Washingtons. Sorry, right? And the Washingtons were a little frisky with them in the first little bit, and uh, yeah. I might have something to say yeah. about Washington later. But uh, but if uh, if if Prescott's going to continue to look this good, like ooh, watch out. And if he continues to look at this good, he's going to get paid. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I've, I I'm not betting this game because I. Well, if I was, I'm betting Miami. Yeah. But I'm going to stay away from this. Now, the Dolphins, I don't have it off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure we all saw that stat where it says the Dolphins have given up like 110 points and scored like 10 or 13 yeah. or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> so they're like a minus 90 right now in point differential. And it's week three. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Lord have mercy. Bill, what do you think? Cowboys laying 21 and a half. You're getting that extra little hook on the uh, <laughs> on the Cowboys now with the half point. Yeah, that half point really swung me. Yeah. Um, it's, a big, I, it's a big half point. It really is, right? Like, I mean, sadly it is, but yeah. I, I think I would go Dallas here. I mean, Dallas looks good, and Miami is 
horrendous in every imaginable way. Yeah. Um, I, I think Dallas has a lot of players I could see running it up on purpose. Um, yeah, no, I, I take Dallas here. I think they should be able to march all over them and, and literally for four quarters. Okay. Um, the Dolphins, do we see... Now, the Dolphins are in the quagmire right now that we saw the Cleveland Browns were in three years ago, where you have to, have to, have to commit to the tank, right? And oh, God. They, and they are absolutely committing to the tank based on the fact that they are habitually a three-point or a three-score underdog every week. But this is where you have to hold steady because the Miami Dolphins are going to be the laughing stock of the National Football League for the next uh, 14 weeks. Uh, 15 weeks, actually. Yeah, uh, all sorts of jokes, all sorts of memes, the whole thing. Everybody get ready. Yeah, so... What you can't do is overreact and start doing things like, oh, we need to uh, do, you know, trade players, trade draft picks, trying to move up, stuff like that. No, no, no. Just keep losing, stand pat. And uh, you just you just have to wade through the quagmire. But I ask you this, Craig, um, if this keeps up where the Dolphins are, like I said, habitually three score underdogs every week and the product is just so unbelievably terrible from them every week, um because this might be the worst football team ever assembled. And also the guys who are actually competent on that team who are few and far between um, have just are basically not showing up. Because why would you destroy your body for this Miami (laughs) Dolphins team, right? Um, Well, Minka Fitzpatrick has already got the hell out of there. So there's one. one. Uh, He gone. Do we think that the NFL might entertain some changes to the way they do the draft based on, on what's happening with the Dolphins and previously Cleveland? I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard. With a 16-game season, do you really need a lottery at the end? Like That's set to be the second time in a couple of years we've seen a, a, a team go full tank. Yeah. If we so, see another o, it, like that would be two 0-16 teams in a three-year span, right? If the Dolphins... Yep. Yeah. Is the theory that you get a lottery and teams won't tank? Not that they won't tank. It's just mm-hmm. that you they would tank like you know NBA or NHL style tanking, where yeah you're tanking, but you're risking getting nothing for it. Yeah. Or not nothing, but you're risking like oh no, you pick fourth, you know, as opposed yeah. to the pick first. Yeah. But like said, though the the NBA and the NHL, those leagues have tanking. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yes, they do. Yes. Uh, so the lottery doesn't solve that problem. No. And I don't support because in the NFL, like one player can completely, you know, if it's a quarterback, completely alter your franchise. I know that one player can alter your franchise in, in any sport, with the exception of perhaps baseball, uh, ask the Angels. But I, if, if like people are going to talk, if they talk about like the NBA style, like, you know, draft wheel or whatever it happens to be. Uh, like, like, you know, in two years, the Patriots just like happen to have the number one pick come up when Tom Brady's retiring and get Trevor Lawrence. Like, yeah. I don't want that. No, we'd all be <laughs> killing ourselves. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> that happened, we should cancel football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, we will. So, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think they should sw- uh, switch up the, the system at all. I think it's, it's fine the way that it is. I just, I wonder if we do see two zero and 16 teams within a three year. Cause there was an actual bet, uh, that I saw online this week, I think I think it was in like uh, the New Orleans or something, uh, where it was. I, I don't exactly remember the parameters of it, but it was like 
the Dolphins going 0-16 versus uh, the Patriots going 16-0. and So it was like Patriots wins versus – or it was Patriots lo- – it was Patriots losses versus Dolphins wins, I think, was basically the uh, – the the bet and the Dolphins were like a minus two and a half point favorite or something like that. Oh. It was it was it was visibly putrid, and uh, I can't imagine we'll see anything like that again. Looking at the Miami schedule, and obviously a lot can change between now and, and whenever. Yeah, I don't see like they could hypothetically be not a two touchdown underdog when they play the Jets week nine, but Darnold should be back by then. Other than that, I think they're probably going to be a two-touchdown underdog every game until Week 16 against the Bengals. That's at home. Yeah. So maybe not at the Giants Week 15. In fact, they won't be. But still, it's gonna it's it's gonna be a couple of months until they're not a two-touchdown underdog. Just looking at the schedule. Like uh, you and I off um, mic last week, uh, we're wondering when the Dolphins go to the New England. If like like we were honestly wondering if we would yeah. see like a minus 28, minus yeah. 30 line. Like, and the answer is probably not because yeah. it's week 17 and you would suspect the Patriots would have nothing to play for. If the Patriots have something to play for or if they're 15-0, uh, and 0, uh, you might see the real actual line, which would you be... You might see a four-score line, yeah. Yeah, you might see a four-score line. Wow. That is... All right, moving on. Uh, the Denver Broncos, your boys, uh, Craig, who um, I'm sad to say I, I might be off. Really thought they had a game last week. Yeah, yeah, real, uh, real not great. Uh, they're heading to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Packers minus eight. That's a little bit of disrespect for your boys. Yeah, it is. Um, but they've earned it, I guess. And the Packers look real good against the Vikings. Well, they did for two quarters. Yeah. They, they were begging to give that that game away. Oh, yeah. Not, not really wanted to win, did they? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, probably the Broncos, but the, the pass rush situation concerns me with Denver, mm-hmm. um, or the lack thereof. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, it, it's, it's a troubling time. I don't, I don't want to trust either of these teams, so this is a stay away for me. I'm not trusting the Packers because I don't think that, like, the offense isn't as high-powered as we like to pretend it is, even though they have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. And... Uh, the Broncos, same thing. I don't, I don't know if they, if they can put up the offense if need be. Uh, what say you, Bill? Green Bay minus eight. I think I like Green Bay here. Um, the the fact that they were able to keep up with the Vikings, like the the Vikings didn't play a terrible game, um, and they're a pretty good team. And, and Green Bay was able to move the ball on the ground pretty effectively. Uh, I think they should be able to do that against the Broncos as well. Uh, which makes me think that the the Packers are going to control the clock, and when they control the clock and the the ball, Aaron Rodgers will start finding some holes there. The Packers were begging to give that game away to your Vikings last week. Absolutely yeah. begging. Yeah. The worst Lots throw. The worst throw of the entire week was that Cousins interception in the yeah, end. Yeah, like when, that was when completely out, fucking unnecessary. I, I was watching it with my with my brother in law. I said to him, "Okay, Cousins is clearly throwing the ball away." I said this as he started rolling out. Yeah. And then he throws it, and I'm like, "This doesn't look like it's a throw away." And oh, just oh, horrible. Yeah, so bad. I, it was ah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no me. Uh, I hate Green Bay. <laughs> I had the Vikings on a three-team, uh, three-team parlay, and if they they would have kicked a field goal there if they got to fourth down because there's still five minutes left in the game, would have made it a one field goal game. Yeah, that was and a first and goal kicked, play too when he when he yeah, chuck, yeah. when he just chucked it up for grabs. Which, if they had kicked a field goal there, uh, it uh, would have certainly been uh, mm-hmm. in my estimation. It would have been 
we, we, the Vikings would have probably covered, and that would yeah. have been fine for me. That's not what ended up happening. Yeah, tough play. Shame on you, Kirk Cousins. Uh, next up, a lovely line for us this week, you guys. The Atlanta Falcons are heading to Indianapolis to take in the Colts. The Colts still undervalued, baby. Minus two at home. Oh, give me the Colts. This Falcons team, they're not impressive at all, are they? What do you think, Bill? Uh, this, I don't did know. Open up, this did open up at three, and uh, the Sharps jumped all over the Falcons at the three, which I get it at the three, but at minus two, I like the Colts. The, the Falcons aren't impressive to me. I, I still kind of like the Falcons here. I think they scraped by the Eagles, which is yeah. at least not bad. A miracle uh, play on a fourth and five. Miracle 45-yard play or 50-yard play or whatever it is on a fourth and five where the Eagles just completely brain fart with two minutes left. I'll, I'll say this. I, I thought it was as fast and good is the yes. one thing I think about that play. Yeah. <laughs> the Colts were not that bad like you kind of assume they're just going to fall apart but they really didn't entirely i i still like atlanta better here i think atlanta is going to be able to move the ball against indianapolis um even though it's it's in indy i still think atlanta is a better team so uh what say you Craig? colts minus two i'm uh and you can find the Colts minus one and a half some places, by the way. Ooh, I th- I'm going to take the Colts. I'm going to take the Colts. Yeah, I, I just, I, I really think that the, uh, I, I just, I really think the Colts are good, and I'm going to, I'm going to ride them until they do be wrong. That's, that's going to be the thing. I think they're just so undervalued by the public right now because the public just ex- is expecting them to just take big old shits all over the field just because Andrew Luck's not there, and that just simply hasn't happened. And you know, they, they. Had to grind one out last week against against Tennessee, right? Like they, and that was on the road. That was a that was a, a just get her done type of win. So uh, I thought that was impressive, even though the score was only like nineteen seventeen or whatever the finish was. But uh, that that was not an easy win. Uh, next up, the Baltimore Ravens are heading to Kansas City. The Chiefs are laying seven. Um, this is something I I was I was thinking to myself as I was looking at the Lions earlier today. Um. We talk about the gambling adages every week on this podcast, and we also talk about that one of those adages is you have to throw them out whenever the New England Patriots are involved. Uh, Craig, is it time we start doing that with the Kansas City Chiefs as well because their offense is just so incredibly high-powered? Uh, it is. It, it was incredible to watch. Uh, the second quarter against Oakland. I, 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 Oakland, not good, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Un, it, just, it was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. I placed my first ever live bet during that game. Oh yeah, what'd yeah, you bet? When the uh, when the Raiders got up ten nothing, the Chiefs were just even odds to win the game. And yeah. I, and I said yes, please. Of <laughs> and, yeah, like, I was like yes, please. And then a quarter later, I was like ka-ching. <laughs> right? like, well, this game's already over. Cool. Yeah, it was. It was like yeah, they were down ten nothing after after the first quarter, and then it was twenty eight to ten for them after the second quarter. And I was like, I, but I could not believe it was even money at, at, at just when pretty much right after the the Raiders scored that touchdown to go up 10 nothing. I was like, this is bizarre. Even money? Are you kidding me? I'll, I'll take the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs minus 7. Now, man, the Ravens looked really good as well in week 2. Um, the case here, I think, is the Ravens really get after it with the run game. Just control the clock. Three, you know, three, three down or like three down first downs all game. Keep the Chiefs off the field. Just the the old school Patriots or Giants in the versus the Patriots in the Super Bowl strategy. Just uh, keep the Chiefs off the field. Grind it out. 
try to possess the ball like 48 of the 60 minutes and uh, just wear them down. Uh, Chiefs minus seven. What do you think, Bill? Ravens. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, You're a believer. I, I think that's exactly the game I would play if I'm the Ravens. And in games like that, especially when you have a good team playing a game like that, you tend to have a pretty low point differential. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll be able to control the clock enough where I think Kansas City wins this game, but they might have to win it with a, a drive at the end. Uh, I don't think they're going to run away with it like Kansas City's used to. The one thing I know for sure is I'm very, very excited for this football game. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be great. Is this the – that's the marquee matchup. Of, yeah, easily. Oh, God, this yeah. is the marquee matchup. Like, this will be one of the five best matchups of the season on paper. Potentially, this- yeah. With, with the way the first two weeks have gone for Lamar. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, oh, so- if, and I like, look, I was not a Lamar Jackson believer. I, I didn't think he was particularly good last year. But whew, does he ever look good now? And I know it's against two lousy secondaries, but mm-hmm. he's like, ooh, they look great. Yeah. They, we, we were both on the Lamar Jackson bandwagon, but he he did need to prove it to us with the well, arm, right? Yeah. Like, I thought he was underdrafted for sure. Mm-hmm. I just looked at what happened in year one and said, uh, I don't know if Lamar is going to quite get there. I wasn't yeah. I wasn't out on him by any stretch of the imagination, but I had my concerns. And I'm not saying that, okay, now I know for sure he's an automatic star, but it looks good. Yeah, it looks very good. Uh, next up, the Raiders are heading to Minnesota to take on your boys, Bill, and your boys given more than a touchdown, eight points on the road. How do you, or at home? How do you feel? I, I think that makes sense with the way they've been able to run the ball and the way Oakland hasn't been able to stop it. Um, I think they should control every aspect of this game. Uh, I, I think they should be able to do what they want on offense. I don't think Oakland's going to be able to do too much damage on defense. I'm comfortable taking Minnesota here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you, I, 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 the Raiders are really bad. They're 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 very bad. Um, they're they're a little frisky on offense, but only for the first quarter and a half every week it seems, and then it kind of it it kind of dissipates. Um, what do you think on this one, Craig? Vikings minus eight. I like Minnesota. I'm I'm going to avoid this game, but I like Minnesota. Yeah. Somebody. The eight's a little too high for me to trust with Kirk Cousins against anybody, even though the Oakland Raiders are are tough. But uh, it's it's I would lean towards the Vikings, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from that one because I don't want to I don't want to trust the Raiders. I think with this might be either. another game where, where Cousins throws for 98 yards, but they still manage to win by quite. <laughs> yeah, they only let him throw it five times and just let <laughs> let let Devin cook. Sixty-yard games, they can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, the New York Jets. My God, uh, who are down to their third-string quarterback, Luke Folk, and they're heading into New England to take on the Patriots. Uh, this is the highest line we have seen in quite some time. The Patriots are minus twenty-three at home. <laughs> oh my God. The adages say you have a team that, like, let, let's, okay. The Jets are the Jets, and they're, they're fucking hilarious and for, forever snake bit and hilarious. But there's actual talent on this roster, right? Like, they're, it's, they're not the Dolphins. They have talent on Yeah, the there are good players on this team, for sure. Short week, though. They played the Monday Nighter on the road, and then they headed. Now they're heading to New England, and actually, sorry, no, it was at home. It was at home. The Monday Nighter was at home. Still short week, and now they're heading to New England to face the Patriots, who are yet to give up a touchdown. 
and wow, do they look good. And I, I said it last week, I think we're all just uh, playing with ourselves until uh, the Patriots win another Super Bowl, and everybody hates everything. Uh, and the City offense, they can turn it up, but... Yeah, I, I, like, oh, like Kansas City will show up for that game. That's going to be a great NFC championship when it's the Chiefs and the Patriots, and it's going to be the same thing again. It'll well, be could... high-scoring both ways. The Chiefs will make one blunder, and the Patriots will win. And then the Patriots will, will beat... I the... could Baltimore beat the Patriots in the playoffs. Maybe, I don't know. I, uh, maybe, <laughs> I don't see it. Um, Patriots are so good on defense. This it, it this might be the best team they've ever assembled, and Tom Brady, whatever he's using. And to... the best team they ever assembled lost the New York Giants in the Super Bowl. Stuff happens. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I, I mean, you, you should be taking the Jets based on the gambling outages because they're at least somewhat competent. Uh, Luke Folk is probably not a great quarterback, but you're also probably not going to be a great quarterback when you have to come in ice cold uh, because the starting quarterback breaks his ankle two right. minutes into the two plays into a game. Um, but with the New England Patriots, you're supposed to throw it all out, but I am never, ever, ever in a million years going to lay 23 points, so I have this as a stay away. What say you, Craig? Oh, I'm not betting on the Patriots. No. I consider the Jets, but yeah. they did pretty, uh, pretty brutal against Cleveland. Miles Garrett was a mean, mean man in that Monday night game. Mm-hmm. Was that was tough to watch him just abuse whoever the quarterback was for the Jets? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. What, what do you think this line is if it's Sam Darnold? Fourteen? Yeah, I, I well seventeen maybe seventeen. Yes. Yeah, I think higher than that, but still not this. Or maybe like maybe like fourteen and a half, like to give you the yeah. hook. I still think I still think the Patriots would be favored by by you'd need three yeah. oh, scores. Yeah, it's, two scores. it's two scores for sure, yeah. but it's three scores. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it would still be three scores, but like a minor three scores, like seventeen yeah. or fifteen or or the Super Vegas zone of fifteen, right? Like, yeah. But yeah, third string quarterback, and we we were even talking about it even before Semyon broke his ankle. I was messaging you saying like, do you think the, if the Jets put up a stinker against Cleveland, do you think the Patriots will be even a higher favorite than the Cowboys, who were already minus twenty one, and then it happened? Because I'm like, my reasoning for no was, oh, actually, actually, I think Trevor Semyon's pretty good, or yeah. for like, you know, relative to backup quarterbacks, yeah. and I stand by that. But his ankle is no longer in a singular piece. So yeah, so what are you gonna do, uh, Bill? New England Patriots minus twenty three. I don't think I would ever bet on anyone that would cost me 23 points. Um, but I have no interest in betting on the Jets, so I would avoid it altogether. I'd bet on the Jets if I had to, but I'm not putting anything on New England, despite them being significantly better. And then my last question, is this the highest line we see all year? I say yes. Okay. I've- the Week 17 game, for whatever reason, will be wind up meaningless for the Patriots. So this will be the highest line we see this season. Because if you look at the Dolphins' schedule, they're not playing any of the... Like, the, the Cowboys might be the best team they have the rest of the way, other yeah. than that Week 17 game against New England. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that... I think that uh, I think the 23 will be the, the, the biggest it gets. Yeah. Do the Chiefs have a... That's who I was wondering. It's got to be the, the Chiefs. There's no Kansas City-Miami game. I look for that, because that yeah. would be better than this. But no. Mm-hmm. All right. Last game of the 1 o'clock slate. Uh, my boys, the Detroit Lions, uh, 1-0-1, undefeated, uh, head to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Uh, Eagles minus 7. Uh, everybody on the Eagles is incredibly banged up, uh, so I think this line is too high. Um, so I'm going to take the Lions. 
Uh, I know the Sharps are on the Lions this week, uh, but the Eagles have not been too impressive. Carson Wentz is doing this thing where he's shitty in the, for three quarters and then wakes up in the in the fourth quarters. I don't know if he's like sober by the fourth quarter, so that's why he's he's good. But thing against Atlanta, the fact that he continually had receivers get hurt was part of the problem. Yeah, 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 that's true. Uh, can't fault him there. And the Detroit Lions uh, won a game that they did not deserve to win whatsoever. A classic, classic Chargers loss. Um, it included missed field goals. So, yeah, if, you, if yeah. you're going to have a classic Chargers loss, it has to have that. Yeah, so two missed field goals by the Chargers. Now, the, now Prater missed a field goal and an extra point. So you can say that that more or less balanced it out. But the Lions were coming out with a two-point. So just take the kickers out of it. Uh, the Chargers also had two uh, Ecker touched or Eckler touchdowns called back because of dumbass holding penalties, which were penalties, but it was just like it was completely unnecessary because Eckler was already like already gone was already gone, so you didn't need to hold whichever Lions player was was trying futilely to catch him. And then Matt Patricia and Daryl Bevel as a combination that just it, it like I can smell how bad it is through my TV. Like it's, 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 I want this, I want nothing more than for this to end. Like, and we're two weeks into it this season and we haven't lost a fucking game yet. And like, so that's how brutal it is. It's like, they are so number of losses of the Patriots Pierce. Yeah. They are so fucking terrible. (laughs) It is, it is so bad to watch. We should be so much better than this. We've got carry on Johnson making plays. We got Kenny Galladay running around flying, uh, like just, you know, looking like a bit like Calvin Johnson, not 2.0, but like some sort of like, I don't know, knockoff version of Calvin Johnson. But Stafford's still slinging it. And I'm just like, God, this should just be so much better. It's it's incredibly vexing. Uh, Eagles minus seven. What do you think, Bill? Um, yeah, I'll take the Lions, too. I, the Eagles have not impressed me that much thus far. And, and the Lions... Nor have they, but at least they've been mediocre. So uh, I'll take I'll take some extra points here. In this the game. Lions haven't looked bad enough that they should be giving seven, right? No, like, oh, I, no, I'm taking Detroit and I'm laughing about it. Yeah, I think that's why the Sharps liked it because I think when the Sharps plugged it into their uh, into their their fancy algorithms, uh, Detroit came out as like a my as as this should be like the Eagles minus three home bump. So the, I think the Sharps feel like they're getting four extra points with the Lions. So so they're all over the Lions. Um, what's the Scott Hansen game, Craig? Oh God, it has to be Buffalo Cincinnati. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I thought. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, uh, I I was thinking about it when I looked at the slate. I was looking at the slate with my brother-in-law this past weekend, and yeah. uh, I said to Neil, I'm like, he, you know, I said, oh, I'm just going to see what the Scott Hansen game is going to be, and then I saw Buffalo Cincinnati. That was like the second game on the list. I'm like, oh well, that's done. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's it's it was a pretty big layup. Yeah, yeah, it was a pretty big layup for this week. Uh, all right, heading to the 4 o'clock games. Uh, first off, the Carolina Panthers uh, head to Arizona. This game opened up at Arizona plus 3, and it has been bet down to Arizona plus 2. The Panthers were favored by minus 3 on the road. Uh, Panthers coming off a 10 days rest. Half, by the way. Pardon? I've got Arizona minus 1.5. Oh, my right. Lord. Maybe if I refresh my computer. I'm still staring at minus 2.5. It's, it's all over the place. Wow. Um, I am, I wrote down on my sheet cause I, I wrote when I was doing the lines, my picks earlier for this week, I wrote down one of my five is Arizona plus three. So if you guys want Arizona plus three, I'm going to give it away to you, uh, just for our little, uh, contest here, but I don't get this line whatsoever. What about the way Cam Newton has looked, played or dressed makes you think he is capable of winning this football game, Craig. Cam Newton's not playing in this football game, and that's why the line's all over the place. Oh, my Lord. When did that get announced? I missed that. 
Uh, might have been early. This it was either late yesterday, or early today. Either way, yeah. Cam Newton's not participating in this football game. Well, so that's the line bouncing everywhere. Okay, so yeah. Well, I'm glad I actually bet it on the. Uh, I mean, th- what are they saying with Cam? It's it's an ankle right now, right? His foot is back bothering him. Yeah, his foot and his uh, back. But I mean, like he had the off season shoulder surgery. That's a hard thing to say. Um, they they say the shoulder is okay. I don't believe them. I don't either. Like he he only made the one deep throw. Right, like uh, on the Thursday night game, and then during your during the biggest play, they just they refused to let him. They tried that. They tried like their version of the Philly Philly special with the game on the line. It was so stupid. There was a time when oh, we need a yard. Cam's just going to go up the middle. Like that was the yeah. Panthers, and it would almost always work. Um, they didn't do that, and I think it's because they were trying to protect Cam's shoulder, trying to protect Cam's foot, and every other part of the, his body that's bugging him. And I hate saying this because I love watching Cam Newton play football, or at least the healthy version of Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. But like, is, is he going to consider doing an Andrew Luck thing this offseason? Because the parallels are pretty, uh, pretty uh, interesting here. As far as it was a team that for years had bad offensive line play, and he was brutalized because of it. Yeah, um, I have a Super Bowl champions hat because of that. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> that's the thing that happened. Do you have? Um... Did, did you hear what Mike Vick said on Mike Vick is on one of those talk shows? Uh, I forget which one. This isn't starting out well. No, please continue. But no, no, no. But uh, now I realize mo- most great sentences don't start with. Did you hear what Michael Vick, etc.? <laughs> but uh, Vick basically said that he thinks. Ca- uh, now uh, this is a bit hot takey, but when he said it, I was like, "You're so." Uh... But he basically said that he thinks uh, that uh, this will be cam newton's last season as a carolina panther i don't i think this might be cam newton's last season as an nfl quarterback exactly right like so you're not so which would make which would mean that mike vick is right so like i I, like the panthers will not trade cam newton yeah so but but doesn't he come up or something at the end of this year though or no i think it's just a matter of cam newton saying i don't want to be part of this anymore yeah so this being the nfl like I can or, see that. Or perhaps he's just like, I'll give it one more go, just not with this team, and and goes full like NBA and says, trade me, or I'm just not going to play for you guys. Surprised by that, if only because like mm. he's such like a, a a big part of that community, and I would have a hard sure. time seeing him do that. And look, I don't think the Panthers are mismanaged at this point in our lives. No. I think about a relatively smart front office and a good coaching staff. So I don't think like if I, I don't think Can's going to want away from them. Uh, the the issue with the Panthers is Cam's body is just not th- like what it was at one point. It's just yeah. it's been so badly damaged. That's the only problem. And and no coach, no GM, no uh, other offensive players can solve that. Yeah, and this is why I hate stuff like in the Monday night game for whatever reason Baker Mayfield was still in the game when they were up twenty three six and they were still in shotgun and still throwing the ball. And it was like, what is I was like, what is Freddie Kitchie doing? Because this is the thing that you have to when they talk about like load management in in the uh, NBA. This is the sort of thing where you have to start thinking about it in the end in the NFL, where um, guys I think have got to start bringing out in their backup quarterback a lot quicker. Like if you've got the game in hand, like there was no need for Baker Mayfield to be out there in that last series, and let alone why did you have him in shotgun? And then he took a couple of hits because the Detroit the Jets guys got past the line, and he got hit once. And I'm like, why? This is completely unnecessary because they should be handing the ball off, and you're just accumulating these unnecessary hits on on your quarterback. It's just it uh, so dumb. 
So dumb. Anyway, uh, Cardinals plus two and a half right now. Bill, what do you think? I think I gotta go with the Cardinals. Yeah. I, I mean, the Panthers haven't been great. We got no Newton. And Kyler Murray was able to throw for 350 yards against the Ravens. Like, that's that's kind of impressive. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to assume that he's going to be able to move the ball a little bit against Carolina. So you know, give, me the, give me the Cardinals in this one. I think Kingsbury gets his first uh, W as an NFL coach this week. Uh, and uh, he has got to start getting more gutty. <laughs> like the, I, I, There was some line where he was the first person to kick, like, four field goals with, you know, uh, being like within the five yard line or something like that since the seventies or some garbage. So, wow. Stop doing that. Right. Like, geez. Ah, uh, God. Uh, next up. Oh, here's now we've entered the drags. Uh, the giants head to Tampa Bay to take in the box, the box. Good Lord. Getting minus six and a half. Daniel Jones starting this week for New York giants. Eli Manning out. Daniel Jones in Buccaneers minus six and a half. What do you think, Bill? I guess I go with the Buccaneers here. Um, like, the, the Giants weren't great regardless of who's starting a quarterback, so there's no reason to think they're going to be any better now. Now, Tampa Bay's garbage, too, but I think if we get into a firefight here, I'd rather have the talent on Tampa Bay's team. Craig, Bucks minus six and a half? Tampa Bay. Giants are really bad. Even with Dan Jones, I don't care. Yeah, I, I know, but, like... Uh, this is a stay away for me because can't you see the Buccaneers just laying an egg at home? Always the Giants. Oh, it's certainly possible, but I don't know. I just don't think Daniel Jones is any good. So there's that. Yeah, sting. Yeah, I'm not big on him either. Ah, uh, four o'clock game. That should be much more entertaining. Uh, the Houston Texans are heading to LA to take on the Chargers. LA. Uh, Chargers minus three, getting the three point home bump. Um, I could go either way on this game, but I think the Chargers might be one of my five. What do you think, Craig? Uh, yeah, I think I might be in the same uh, space as you. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not one of my five, but yeah, I like the Chargers here if I'm picking. Because I, I just the Chargers should have won that game. They were the better team, like you. They, they were the better team, like you wouldn't believe. But I mean, they they had I think twice as much offense as the Ly- as the Lions. They controlled the ball way more. There were just the two holding the the two holding calls. That uh, cost them touchdowns, two uh, uh, end zone interceptions by Rivers, two missed field goals, which have got to start going as uh, count. Like missed field goals have got to start being counted as turnovers. They just do, and uh, they uh, they still probably should have won that game. It was sloppy as fuck, and they still should have uh, won a road game. Uh, meanwhile, the Texans, as much as I love them, um, you know, not exactly convincing in the first two weeks i mean they they deshaun's great but uh man i just i don't know i'm I'm, i might lay the minus three what do you think bill uh yeah i'm comfortable with the chargers here um i i think they are a better better team they played really well in in week one in week two they on paper it doesn't look so good but like you said they played fairly well and houston has done not much to make me think that they can hang with a good team. So uh, I'll go with the Chargers. The Pittsburgh Steelers are heading to San Francisco. The Niners and Jimmy Garoppolo minus seven. Mason Rudolph under center. Big Ben out for the season. Um, Craig Needles, has Ben Roethlisberger played his last game at quarterback in the National Football League? Yes. 
You, yeah, think, so. you, think, you think he hangs it up after this? Yeah. Can we talk about the trade for a sec with them? Absolutely. Uh, I'm just bewildered by this. Like, like the Steelers must be really damn sure that Mason Rudolph is good. Like, really damn sure. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't justify giving up a first-round pick. When you're 0-2, mm-hmm. you're 0-2, you can't justify giving up a first-round pick and having a quarterback who's not healthy. Look, I like Minka Fitzpatrick. I think he's going to be a, a good player for that Steelers secondary, and the Steelers secondary is bad. It needed an improvement. But jeez, yeah, that was a good trade by the Dolphins. Like who are like when you're in a rebuild mode, that's a that's a good trade, especially if this just ends up being like a no effing way season for the Steelers and they go. Which uh, I mean, I Mike, Mike, yeah, Mike Tomlin is simultaneously the most overrated slash underrated coach we have in the league. He's never like lost more than I, I don't think he's had a season where he's won less than ten games. This might be his first. Um, because it's going to be his first season where he hasn't had Ben Roethlisberger for most of the time. Um, but it's it's it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Mason Rudolph looked all right to me in, in that game, but uh, again, not much of a sand, but wasn't exactly uh, you know setting the world on fire or anything like that. Um, are you interested in this game at all, Bill, with the Niners minus seven at home? Um. I think I like the Niners. When I think of Pittsburgh, all you can really think of is Le'Veon Bell, Roethlisberger, and Antonio Brown, and not one of those people is playing in this game. No. Um, <laughs> through, a, through three different set of illicit circumstances, too. Yeah, right? like, <laughs> like, oh, man. It feels like Pittsburgh is just like Ben Stiller from Meet the Fockers, where it just keeps getting worse and worse yeah. in different ways, yeah. Uh, and equally is not entertaining. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I like San Francisco better here, so uh, I think I'll take them. I don't have much faith in, in anyone on Pittsburgh putting anything together. Yeah, what a weird thing to say. The, like it, This moment right here, and this says something to the testament of, of the, the infrastructure and just how well they are run. This right here, is this the worst on paper the Steelers have looked in our lifetime? Yeah, uh, not in our lifetime necessarily, but in the last twenty years, sure. Yeah, lifetime watching football, I'll give you. Yeah, like more, more or less, right? Like it's <laughs> it's been like it's been phenomenal. And as a guy who cheers for the Lions, who you know has very little to cheer for, it's just like it's phenomenal to see that sort of thing. Because like the only thing, like while while I would say Mike Tomlin is simultaneous, the only thing Mike Tomlin really hasn't been able to do in his NFL career is beat the Patriots, right? That's that's pretty much been it. Um, last game of the afternoon, the New Orleans Saints head to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Teddy Two Gloves under center for the New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees out for at least six weeks, they are saying, with a thumb injury. Um, so it's safe to say that we haven't seen Drew Brees play his last, uh, his last game of uh, NFL football, but the Seahawks are minus four and a half, Craig. I assume with Breeze ah. in this game, the Seahawks would be getting so, the... It's probably a pick. You think so? I, I thought the Seahawks would just get the three-point bump with Breeze in the game. Uh, or, maybe, or maybe like a minus two. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're probably right. You're probably right. It's not a pick. Either way, um, I, I I like Seattle here. I Look, I, I like Teddy Bridgewater. I cheer for Teddy Bridgewater uh, just because, you know, he's, he's gone through a lot in his career. I hope he does well here, but uh, I'll take Seattle. One interesting thing that Sean Payton said. Uh, someone asked Sean Payton if, um, and this is probably Sean Payton just messing with people, but 
if there's going to be less uh, Taysom Hill plays in the package because Taysom Hill is now the backup quarterback before it was mm-hmm. obviously Bridgewater. Uh, and he said, how do you know Taysom Hill's the backup quarterback? So I don't know how much Taysom Hill we're going to see in this game. Yeah, I, su- I suspect he's just saying things to make Pete Carroll think about it. Yeah. But that's interesting. It would be hilarious if he did the thing that uh, they're doing in baseball right now where they uh, certain teams are doing things where they have a reliever start pitch the first inning and then bring the starter in for yeah. for, for the rest of the thing. So Taysom Hill does the first drive and it's just all runs up the gut and then Teddy Bridgewater comes in for a series. Or, or vice versa, <laughs> right? Where it's yeah. like Teddy Bridgewater plays the first series and then it's Taysom Hill the rest of the game or something that like that. That would be like you know, big eight football from 1993 type of thing. Like, all right, yeah. here's all quarterback and this is our passing quarterback and yeah that's like something some dumb shit you'd see in the movies right where they'd be like what if we played two quarterbacks right (laughs) (laughs) you're crazy yeah (laughs) said it would never work yeah uh seahawks minus four and a half bill what do you think seahawks this is a tough stadium to go in there and play and and teddy bridgewater is a decent qb but it is not easy to go into seattle so I'll, i'll take the seahawks Ah, uh, the Sunday nighter, Los Angeles Rams heading into Cleveland. Hype train back on the rails, not at full speed yet, but back, you know, back on the uh, back on the track. Uh, Rams minus three, and oddly enough, the sharps like the Rams. You guys, they, they are are throwing some of the adages away because they, the sharps are over the Rams, giving three on the road, which you do not see from the sharps rare occasions. So, uh, yeah, Rams minus three on the road at the Browns. What do you think, Craig? Odell Beckham with a hip injury, but will most likely play. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, it didn't look like his hip was bothering with that 89-yard touchdown last week. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I think I'm going to take the Rams. I mean, yeah. I think the Browns, I should say. The Browns. I'll, I'll take the three points at home. Thanks. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I have the Browns under, so I really need the Rams to come through. But the Rams have been uh, really jerkish to me gambling-wise <laughs> since since this whole Sean McVay, Jared Goff thing happened, uh, kind of started happening. So I'm, I'm a little bit worried that the Rams are going to lay an egg and the Browns uh, hype train will be in full effect. Uh, Rams minus three. What do you think, Bill? I like the Rams. Yeah. Um, I, I think Cleveland's been a tale of two cities in the, in the, the first two weeks. Um, I don't know exactly what you're going to get, but I think the Rams have been predictable enough that you know you're going to get competent football. Uh, I think they're a, they got I, I can't even say more talent than Cleveland, which is so weird to say. I think they have a better unit than Cleveland, uh, so I think they'll be able to come away with a W here. All right, Monday nighter. We got a real barn burner, you guys. The Chicago Bears are heading to Washington to take on the Washingtons. Chicago Bears laying four and a half on the road. Um, I guess their kicker woes are solved based on a. a I don't want to talk about that. Incredibly more. <laughs> it, it based on an incredibly fortuitous penalty call that happened, and then, uh, yeah, a kick that happened. But I don't know what we've seen in in the last two weeks that should let us think that the Bears should be favored on the road against anybody not named the Miami Dolphins. Um, especially considering the Bears can only play one-point games. So I am taking the Washingtons at home. They're going to be one of my five. Uh, what do you think, Bill? Yeah, I think you got to. Uh, Chicago, they have a impressive defense. I think they're very capable. But I, I'm not betting on Trubisky going on the road and doing well. I'll, I'll take the points in, in what should be a close game. 
This is one of those games where, like, I'm going to hope that the Bears don't get a defensive touchdown of some sort. And if they do take <laughs> one back, I'm going to be like, ah, crap. Yeah. <laughs> Light that money on fire. <laughs> right? Like, uh, Craig, what do you think? Bears minus four and a half on the road. I'm not touching this game, but if I was, I'd be doing Washington. But I'm, I'm not giving Mitch. I'm not giving up points with Mitch Trubisky on the road. Forget it. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh, pardon me. Yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. Uh, that's it for week three as far as our gambling coverage. Um, Craig had a nice little week last week, uh, three and two, uh, and has stepped into first place. So why don't you go ahead and kick us off for week three with your five picks? Detroit Lions, Baltimore Ravens. I am going to take the Arizona Cardinals. And I should say that uh, it's not confirmed officially by the Panthers that Newton's not playing, but he's not playing. Okay. Uh, I'll give you the plus three today. on Arizona because that's what I've got sure. written down for me. Okay, fair enough. I'll take, the, I'll take that line for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I will take uh, Cleveland Browns. And I'll take, uh, I'll take, one, I'll take one favor. It's going to be the San Francisco 49ers going to say is going to be an all dog week um bill needles uh recovered nicely from that uh first week got yourself back to 500 with a four and one week two uh week three who you got okay i will take the bills i will take my vikings i will take washington I will take the L.A. Chargers, and I will take the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, We're going to be in the same range on a few of these. Uh, I am going to – the only one I have that's different from either of you two is I'm going to take the Colts minus the two. I'm going to lay the points with them. I'm going to agree with Bill, and I'm going to take the Los Angeles Chargers minus the three. I'm going to agree with Craig on two. I'm taking Arizona, and I'm taking Detroit. And uh, my final pick, I'm going to agree with Bill and take uh, Washington as well. So I got Indy, Detroit, Arizona, Washington, and the Chargers uh, for this week. Uh, that is it. Uh, crossover Podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. Uh, we're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. Uh, we will be back next week, breaking down week three and talking week four hopefully uh not as many quarterbacks go down this week as they do so that's it for the crossover podcast because again nothing really doing on the other side until we get into october uh and then things will ramp up quickly with the joker movie and whatnot so we will be back talking nerd stuff on the other side uh until then craig needles bill needles pleasure is always doing this with you guys thank you all right talk to you guys next week and take care everybody talk to you on the crossover podcast another time